someone who's not a male running for mayor. I'm Jarrett Murphy from CityLimits.org. And this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. So let's move into our topic for today. We've got two great guests, as we said at the top of the show, and we're going to welcome one of them to the airwaves now, and that is Diane Morales. Welcome. Thank you for being here. It's good to see you. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us, tell listeners the sort of... Uh, brief bio and resume, who you are, where you come from, and, and what you've been doing sure, before this sure, campaign. Sure. Um, I am a native resident of Bed-Stuy, single mom of two college students. Um, I grew up in the city, and I have spent my last 30-something years um, helping communities to overcome poverty through a variety of different ways, whether that be through education or um, helping people find jobs and career pathways um, or a variety of other things. And um, and here I am now as candidate for New York City mayor. And still currently working at Phipps? Actually, I stepped you down stepped, okay. from my role on January 3rd. Okay, but say a little bit of just about that work, because that's your most recent sure, work. Sure, sure. So I spent the last nine and a half years as the CEO of Phipps Neighborhoods, um, which is an anti-poverty organization in the South Bronx. And uh, we served about 11,000 uh, unique individuals a year, really working to break the cycle of poverty, and, and primarily through education and career services. I created a couple of signature programs there uh, that were particularly impactful one of which was replica- replicated by the New York City Department of Youth and Community Development and all the after-school programs citywide, um, and another one which uh, helped to propel young people on career pathways in the healthcare field, um, which has exceeded um, national retention rates for young people and also um, helped them actually move ahead in careers in terms of promotion and that kind of thing. So tell us about the decision, as you said, to run for mayor. Um, when did you begin considering that? What was your thought process and and why? Why throw your hat in the ring? Uh, sure. Um, so I actually have not... Uh I have not spent years thinking about this or dreaming about this. I think that's a really important point for me to make. Um, I, I have had lots of people encouraging me at a variety of different points in, along my career to consider running. Um, I think that uh, there's a, a combination of things that sort of came together at around the same time. I think uh, post-Maria, Hurricane Maria, I got very involved in relief efforts on the ground in, in Puerto Rico and communities that really weren't being reached by FEMA or a lot of other um, aid. And... Um, I also think that I, as I've been reflecting over recent years about how I could bring my experiences um, and the things that I've learned and the things that I've done and been effective at to scale on a, on a different level and to have an impact and, and support larger communities in, in, in a different way, um, the idea of uh, running for office became increasingly um an option, um, because I think that some of the changes that we need to make in order to have a long-term impact on communities have to be done at the structural and the systematic, the systemic level. Um, and I felt like I was, you know, for every 11,000 people that we were serving um, in my organization successfully, there was another 50,000 that was lined up outside looking for help. Um, and that's a that's a larger problem. Um, and we were addressed. We're, you know, I, I just have been spent. I spent a lot of time addressing the symptoms rather than actually the causes. And so I think I'm ready to bring all of those experiences and lessons learned to bear on a different level. What do you think about the current mayor? If you had to evaluate, as you will certainly be asked to do if you haven't been already, uh, evaluate Mayor de Blasio's, it will ultimately be eight years in office. We've seen uh, six of them. How's he done so far? Sure. I mean, I think there have been some big ideas that have been um, on the right track. I think the the UPK and and the rollout of UPK and 3K um, are actually the adoption of those ideas uh, to be 
clear. Um, those are really good ideas. That's a really important service. It's really important work. I think the um, the execution of that um, has had some problems as as a former provider of those services. I can I can attest to that. Um, I think the mental health initiative in particular is is of a particular concern to me and interest to me as a as the parent of a daughter with uh, mental health challenges. Um, I I also think that the rollout of that was. Uh, Flawed. Um, I, I agree on the idea of emphasizing and focusing on those types of services and interventions. I just don't think that um, we directed the resources in the most effective ways. Um, and so, you know, I think there have been some some good things that have come, some good ideas that, that have been prioritized and lifted up. Um, and I, I think that some of the messaging and some of the implementation has been lacking overall. Just come back to the decision to to run for mayor. Sure. Um, you obviously have had a very interesting career. Um, it seems like, you know, some very strong accomplishments. Obviously, those will be things that will be vetted more as we go into this campaign. But but the going from someone who's not run for elected office before, correct? That is correct. To running for mayor of New York City. That's a big jump. So yeah. uh, not to diminish your ambition, but sure. did you? Did you think uh, at all? Should I run for some, you know, a city council seat, a borough president seat? You know, how do you decide, oh, I'm going to go for the big one? Right. That's that's a fair question. Um, And that was definitely part of some of the earlier questions and and conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you think about what I'm talking about wanting to do, the kind of change and impact and scale that I want to really do uh, have on the city, um, it's at the mayoral level. Um, Because I'm not someone who's aspired all my life to become an elected official and because I'm not mapping out the strategic sort of the pathway or the steps to that, um, it didn't make sense to me to think about city council um, or, or, you know, a, a local position because I'm not planning on spending the next 20 years of my life in elected office. And so, you know, this is one of those kind of bigger go big or go home moments for me, this is the place where I think I could have the greatest impact um, and and make the biggest difference in as the, the largest number of people's lives. And so this is where I'm going to sort of um, throw my chips in, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, because that that's what I want to be able to do. And I'm not looking to sort of do this for this is not really going to be a second career. It's not going to be 20 years mm-hmm. for me. As people sized up the 2021 race over the past few months and looked at the kind of top line candidates, for lack of a better term, one of the things they noted was that they were all men. And when Ruben Diaz Jr. dropped out uh, a couple of weeks back, people noted that that meant the uh, the one Latino among that top tier, if you want to call it that, had disappeared. Um, does that matter and in which way? And how will you approach that? Because obviously you you check off both those boxes. You are a, a woman in the race. Yeah. You are, are a Latino in a city that has a lot of both of those kind of folks. Yeah. Um, how does that matter? And how will you address those questions of identity? Because sure. they're going to come up for hopefully every candidate. Sure. Um, I, I think it does matter. Um, I, you know, I, I should start off by saying, you know, hats off to, to Ruben for everything that he's done. Um, I, I appreciate his service, and I got the opportunity um, during my tenure in the South Bronx to to cross paths with him and partner with him quite a bit. Um, but I do think it matters. I think that New York City is a city. Um, you know, when you look at our demographics, it's it, it's it's communities of color. Um, I think coming from a low income background and having lived experiences that um, many of our residents are living right now, um, and being on the other side of that and having the opportunity to build systems and structures to help people overcome that, I think that experience. experience Experience is valuable. Um, I also think there's something to be said for 
my having had those experiences as a woman of color um, and being able to understand and relate to the experiences of so many in the community of New York City. Um, that being said, I also think um, it's important to understand how to um, galvanize communities at large and be inclusive in creating a vision for New York City that actually involves everybody being able to do better. Um, and, and that is something that I think I bring to the table, uh, you know, I don't know if it's specific because I'm a, specifically because I'm a woman, woman of color or because of my lived experiences. But I do think that um, my experiences and being a woman and being a woman of color um, does actually matter and that it is time that New York City have, have, a, have leadership that is reflective and representative of the city as a whole. So let's talk about some of the vision. Um, what does New York City need? What does Diane Morales do as the next mayor um, in terms of the big focus? What are the big focus sure. initiatives? Sure. Um, so the the first thing I'll say is that I think, and this connects to the, the last question, I think that there is something really important about um, highlighting and lifting up women um, in the city. I think that um, women who do better, um, their families do better, and their communities do better. And so a real sort of um, focus and priority for me would be the economic um, well-being, the safety, um, the access to child care, those kinds of issues that help women actually be able to um, live full, successful, productive lives. Um, and so the, I, I'm definitely going to be looking at those issues and um, highlighting those issues and leading with those issues, because I think that there's there's no topic that you could talk about that you can't actually map back to women and the, the impact that it has on women and the, the role that women can play in that. Um, I also, you know, Going back to the earlier topic of mental health, I think that um, thinking about and tackling some of our mental health challenges um, would actually help address an intersection of issues, right? When you think about... Um, some a homeless person on the street who has mental health issues and you think about the person that you see you know the homeless person that you see on a daily basis and calling 311 or 911 that's a you know that deploys uh, a police vehicle to to address that issue what would happen in new york city if we could decouple those things if we actually took those resources that are being misdirected um, and applied them to support mental health services in a whole different kind of way. And what would it look like in terms of housing if we were able to, again, redirect those resources in places that are really needed in a much more targeted way? I literally had an example um, two weeks ago of a young person who I'm pretty sure had mental health issues who was standing on my stoop and refusing to leave um, and asked me to help him um, get into a homeless shelter. We called 311. A squad car pulled up and the officers proceeded to tell us they had no idea what to do. Hmm. Um, that to me is the perfect sort of encapsulation of some of the, the challenges in the way things are structured right now. And I think decoupling those things and, and focusing resources on the mental health issue would actually make a big difference. So, so is it to be understood that based on your background and, and the things that you just said that um – You'd be a very social services focused. You'll you'll be a very social services focused candidate, and you would be a very social services focused mayor. Is there um, other big things that you're thinking about in terms of transit, housing, education? You know, what are some of the as when you launch this campaign? You know, you I imagine are thinking about. Boy, we need X, Y, and Z yeah. in this city. Sure, sure. I mean, so it's it's interesting to have it 
um, put under that label in that way. Um, I think about it in terms of human needs um, and some basic human needs. Um, and so for me, housing is a critical part of that as well. Um, and I have done work in housing, um, both on the shelter side and the supportive side and the permanent housing side. Um, so I do see that as a critical um, need. So let's just uh, stay there. Just, yeah, sure. you know, we're going to have other times to talk to you before June 2021. So on housing, what do you, I mean, what do you what do you think needs to happen in New York yeah. City? Yeah, I mean, I think that there is um, there's a problem in so far if you just look at the number of vacant luxury units. Um, there's a problem there um, when you think about that in contrast to the number of homeless people. Um, I think that our shelter system, um, there's a problem with the sort of the, the philosophy when for an operator that's operating running a shelter um, is simply just get them placed. There's not enough emphasis in terms of um, how do you get, not just get them placed, but provide them with the supports that they need to sustain permanent placement, permanent housing. Um, and so those are some of the things that I would want to look at, at the on the housing side as well. We only have a few minutes left, and one of the things that mayors have to deal with, obviously, is they don't get to choose all the issues they deal with. Some are just kind of thrown on their plate. Um, Mayor de Blasio has had an interesting relationship with criminal justice uh, policy. Some he has chosen, and some have kind of been chosen for him. Right now, the city is dealing with a reported increase in crime over the month of January, about 17% overall, falls in some categories, increases in others. If you were mayor, um, what would your reaction to that be? Obviously, there's some... Uh, blame being placed on new bail laws. Pick that apart. What would your reaction be if you were at the press conference announcing that, uh, announcing that increase and people wanted to know, what are we going to do about it? Sure. So I guess to the, the, the fir- your first point about um, mayors not always getting to choose um, the issues they have to deal with, that's not actually wholly unlike a CEO of a large um, organization, I have to say. Um, so that's happened to me um, more than once in my career. Um, I, I think one of the things that's that's interesting to me is exactly what you just said, the, the conflation of the issue of the of bail reform with these um, these increased numbers. Um I always, I, I guess I ascribe to the idea that, that communities have largely have the solutions that they need. And so one of the things that I think about when I think about increased crime rates, um, where is that happening? What is it that's happening? Um, what's happening on the community level? What do community members feel? How do they feel about this? And what do they think they need? And what role could they play in helping to mitigate these issues? I think that would always be my first go-to rather than thinking about increasing police presence or um, increasing the policing of these communities. That's just that that to me is, is, a, is a real last resort, would be a real last resort in general. For Democratic voters that you're going to be trying to appeal to, can you give folks an early sense of sort of where you fall in this uh, supposedly big tent party? Um, are there ways that you talk about what kind of Democrat you are? Should people know who you're supporting in the presidential race? You know, are there some yeah. markers you can give folks? Yeah, you know, I've been asked that question a couple of times, and I've been really resistant to the label, um, mostly because I don't check all the boxes in any one lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, people have tended to want to lump me in the sort of progressive or the democratic socialist. Uh, but then we talk about schools um, and we talk about school choice, um, and then they go, oh, you, you know, maybe not, uh-huh. right? Um, because I do, I am a strong believer in school choice, um, and that's definitely a much longer conversation sure. um, that I'd love to be able to unpack. Um, 
but so I don't I don't fall neatly into any one category mm-hmm. I don't think and um and I'm I'm hoping that that's actually going to be pretty appealing to New Yorkers. Just quickly on that, do you have a, a favorite in the Democratic presidential primary? Um, I am honestly going to vote for whoever the candidate is, the nominee is, um, and I haven't quite made up my mind. Okay. Yet. And were you supporter of Governor Cuomo or Cynthia Nixon in 2018? Um, that's a good question. I I think I voted for. Cuomo. Okay. Sheepishly. <laughs> Final we question for Jared. Oh, we don't know. <laughs> um, I, I guess I would say we have very few minutes left, but um, homelessness, another another big issue. Uh, Mayor de Blasio has had a tortured relationship with it. A lot of investment, a lot of trouble. What do you think he has done wrong? Oh, wow. Um, that's or or one thing that you don't yeah, think. How much time do you have? Um, <laughs> I, I so I think one of the first things I thought he did wrong early on in his um, administration was not letting the smart people around him actually do their jobs. Um, we got a sense um, in the community that um, he was hamstringing people, um, and I thought that was pro- problematic. I always um, like to think of surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me um, and who you know will help me make better decisions and better choices. Um, the other big thing, though, I think that he's done wrong um, is actually around communicating and 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 the narrative and telling the story of. Of what he's trying to accomplish and how he's trying to accomplish it. I think it's really, really important that people feel that there's a certain level of transparency and um, accessibility. Um, and I'm not sure that he's done that really well. Um, and, and that's a really important thing to me, actually, as well. So um, I, that's, that's how I would summarize it. Well, we will leave it there with Diane Morales, who's running for mayor of New York City, going to be a candidate in the Democratic primary, which is going to become more and more intense as we get going. But thank you for coming and spending some time with us. And we will certainly have you back to talk some more. Thank Thank you. you for having me. 